Welcome to Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Vershero and so glad you found us and dialed in today. We have an excellent guest and somebody that I've actually known for years and kind of marveled at his career and so glad to have him with us taking time out from his really busy schedule. His name is Dean Rush. He is the president, founder, and creator of Rush Entertainment. Dean, welcome. Well, Vic, good hearing from you. I was so glad to see your name pop up, and it brings back wonderful memories. Yeah, we do have memories. We go back quite a ways, you know. And, of course, Dean, when I first met you, you were playing in a band called Cease, and that's not spelled quite the way you might think it is, but that's where I first met you all those years ago. I had you booked as a band, and you were the most popular one year after year. You came for our organization and group. But, Dean, before we get into all of the history there, tell me a little bit, what is Rush Entertainment and what do you do? Well, Rush Entertainment is a firm that manages and books and schedules entertainment for literally thousands of events. This year we'll do over 2,000 different events. I started out with the band Cease, which is spelled C-E-Y-X. That was back when we ran into each other back in the 70s. And my band got so popular that I could only play one event a night. So I started managing one, two, three. Then I had 20 bands that I managed because whenever I go and perform, I get five or six more requests. So I would help other people find the right band for their events. And back in the 70s, primarily high school dances, proms, homecomings, colleges, I made a career out of that. It just loved doing that. And it expanded when my band was out touring and doing events. We got a chance to open for Bob Seger and Ted Nugent and Ario Speedwagon, Sammy Hager, just all these great artists. So I learned how to entertain by them. But when I do events, I would run into magicians and comedians and jugglers and comics, mimes. And so I got to know all these other entertainers. And so people started calling me to get a little bit of everything, not just bands. And so to the point now, I'll do one event and book five or six different acts on it. So that's how it started. Just being very small, being good, and being in demand. And back in the day, we called it, let's see, now it's called networking. Before, it was called word of mouth. So there you go. (laughs) Well, we always put fancy words on it, don't we? But hey, Dean, you know, in your world, tell me, did you start out as a kid wanting to be a rocker? And where'd you get that gene? Well, it never occurred to me. I grew up on a farm, and in eighth grade, I was getting ready to go home, and I didn't even know our school was going to have an eighth grade dance at my middle school. And that night, Friday night, I was getting ready to get on the bus, and a bunch of buddies of mine said, Dean, our band's playing tonight, and we kicked our drummer out, so you're going to play. So I thought, oh, this is interesting. Had no clue. <laughs> and of course, I'm sure we were terrible, but back in the 60s. Oh, no. 60s, <laughs> you got to quit throwing numbers out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There was no videotape. So, but I had already been playing accordion since seven years old, fifth grade drums. So I had clue to music. And the first songs we were playing were songs by the Monkees. So that was in the 60s. And that night, my life changed because I had a passion for entertainment. I had so much fun that to this day, 50-some years later, I can't wait to get back on stage and entertain and have fun. And I've gotten good at it because I get up and then I go to work. I go out to play. I have a blast. So well, that's how it all started. And Dean, was it self-taught? Because, I mean, you started out that young not knowing what you're doing. How did you get so good? And I mean that sincerely because I'm sitting there with my jaw open going, these guys are great. We don't get this kind of review very often. And so here you are. You go out and try to figure it out. Tell me, how did you get so good? Emulating, just watching other acts, just being fascinated by other entertainers. And I learned early on that I was a good musician. I could play, and I had a passion for it. Surrounded myself with other music majors once we went to college. But the key is 
that I learned, not just playing this, but putting a stick onto it and entertaining to the point that my band's got a show now that we actually will go out and do weddings where the band will play a cocktail hour instrumental, sing love songs during dinner set, then we do a dance set. But we've adapted a dueling piano show, so we do comedy and routines. Uh, but I learned how to entertain, be a people person, and not just play at the people, but involve them. So I think that works with any business, being able to look at your customer, identify what their needs are, and transition yourself to be able to give them 150% of what they need. Oh, so true. And you know, Dean, I have to tell you, you know, it just marvels after all these years, I marvel at the level of energy you have. Tell me, how do you do that? You got a special elixir, the Fountain of Youth? What's going on? I have no idea. <laughs> I get Too much caffeine, this. right? I get teased about this. I coach high school tennis. I play tennis two to four hours every day. Already in November, I've entertained, I think, 13, 14 times this month. And coming up in December, I've got Christmas parties for a week that I'm playing at. And again, we do our dually piano show. I get up in the morning. I just drive. I'm ready to go for it. I just keep on going. I don't sleep much at night. I'm just wired. And not only that, but we have over 100 different Christmas parties we're doing this year. But so lining up, we've got entertainers coming in from Las Vegas. They're doing other shows for us. So just having so much fun. We're bringing joy and fun to other people. I mean, that's just my life. Well, it is kind of a fun thing to see. And when you think about the business that you're in, that is all about joy and fun. People, if they're hiring entertainment, what they want to do is they want to enjoy themselves, relax, and maybe get off the trail for a while. And that's really what's kind of exciting about having somebody with your kind of experience and credibility. And of course, that's the other thing is having not only just your own experience, but also the whole Rush Entertainment side where you've got connections to really hundreds, if not thousands of acts that you can bring in. So it's really glad that you took time out to be with us, Dean. I'm so glad that you're here and so glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. We're going to go pay some bills and come right back after these messages. The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. Welcome back. We've got Dean Rush with us here today on the Michigan Business Network right here on the Leadership Lowdown. I'm so excited to hear about Dean's path because you can't be in business this long without being successful and paying attention to some of the details that go on about that. But Dean, as you come into the business, you kind of realize that you're in it for fun, having a great time and really doing a good job. But you dropped some names in that first segment of some opening acts. That must have been pretty exciting stuff. And is that something that pays pretty big money when you open for a big act like Bob Seger? Are you kidding me? (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) We did that for a few years. We loved being on those bills. We thought we were somebody. We thought we were hot shots. We quickly learned that to get name recognition, we had an opportunity to open for Blue Oyster Cult and 
like I say, but here's the deal. I realized that that was all good stuff. We tried rewriting stuff and having recordings. It was going nowhere, and we weren't going to make a career out of it. Then I had an opportunity one time to play a wedding. A guy saw us at a CMU fraternity party. He said, yeah. man, I want a bash like that for my wedding. So we went and played in the early 70s a wedding over toward Grand Rapids. Okay. By the way, the first job I ever played was at Hemlock. At the oh, beautiful downtown Hemlock. So, I have a good friend of mine, Kevin Zedeker, out there. <laughs> yep, good buddy. Kevin's a great guy. And so nowadays I've transitioned, so I still do the eighth grade dance at Hemlock, but I do them as a DJ now. And so I play all the hot new stuff for the kids, and I always make a joke, say, by the way, tell your moms and your grandmas that I did their dances and their weddings. So <laughs> that's a joke, and the kids go, what? But anyhow, we have fun with it. It's knowing how to read your audience and adapt to it. But I look back to that transition I made from trying to be a rock star and just it, that was a tough road to hold, so I decided to go versatile. We did that one wedding, and I remember coming back from that wedding and told the guys in the band, fellas, we're going to need more than three slow songs if we're going to keep doing a wedding, and we're going to have to get a polka going. So we slowly became diversified in what we do so we can offer one direction or the other. And to the point now, we coined this phrase that we are the ultimate variety band. We can sing everything from Elvis right on up to Bruno Mars of today. So we can do top 40, we do songs from seven decades, and that affords us the ability to cover anything. And if we want to go even further than that, we go back and do Glenn Miller and do the swing stuff. So that diversification, when no other bands were doing that in the 70s, and we were the only band I got wise enough to put ads in the yellow pages so I would get calls from Flint and Lansing, Detroit, Grand Rapids, because we had a yellow page ad under bands. They didn't even have a category back in those days. <laughs> so I made the yellow page person come up with it. And <laughs> so we thought ways of exposing our versatility. So that's how we decided to go all the way from being one generation into rock into being able to cover any kind of an event and read the room and so, get people dancing quicker than anybody else. So, Dean, are you saying that you're opening, again, I'm just trying to get my head around this, you're opening for these major acts that are headlining and making the big dollars when they're performing around the country. You're an opening act, and you go, wait a minute, we got booked to this wedding over here, guys, and you realize that there's some pretty good money in weddings. Is that kind of what turned your head and go, we got to kind of diversify a little bit and head in a different direction? So it was the money that was kind of lucrative at that time in the weddings. Yeah, and supply and demand. There's more opportunities for great parties, great corporate events, festivals. There's tons more of those opportunities than the chance to open on occasion. So supply and demand, we went to where we had a huge demand for our act, and then we could make more money, and there were just more jobs out there to the point now, once again, I'm going to be performing over 125 times this year. Wow. And you had to morph into that, too, is what you're saying, which I think is really, you know, we have a large business audience, and I think that's what's so fascinating about your story is that, look, this is entertainment, but it's business. And when I'm thinking about how you've had to adjust your sales, if you will, so that you can be a diversified band and do some things that maybe is a little more lucrative and profitable, there's a lot of business leaders out there going, yeah, that's what we did. We were making this over here, but we found out we had a really big opportunity over here. And so all of a sudden, you've got to be flexible enough and agile enough to get out there. So tell me, was it awkward when you did your first wedding? Did you go, hey, guys, that's all the songs we got, slow moving. We're going to start kicking up our heels now. 
Well, exactly. But, you know, ironically, you're addressing an aspect that we never really occurred. It wasn't like we were chasing the money. It was We were chasing a passion yeah. to offer a service that was in demand. And I saw the demand growing. And it wasn't just narrow, just, you know, again, back in the 70s or when we first started, we were singing songs like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have maybe irrelevant songs. We were doing songs that we liked. We started adapting to doing the songs that the cheerleaders liked at the high school or the brides <laughs> wanted to hear. As a matter of fact, our catalog of love songs is unsurpassed. No one else has got as many love songs as we do because we had to learn all these wedding songs. We had to learn them all. So it just made us more in demand. The more in demand, we had opportunities to play from Grand Rapids into Traverse City. Everyone's trying to book us because of our, we diversified, trying to give people what they want, and that created a more demand for us. The funny thing back during the early 80s when, or let's say 70s or something, when that disco thing came out, we were playing songs that had that disco or funky beat where other bands wouldn't do it. So we were smart enough to play the songs that people wanted to hear. Well, I think what you, what's really interesting... The band came in. Yeah, what's interesting, Dean, is you know, you're talking about Yellow Page ads, and today I'm sure you do a lot with social media and your entire digital side to try to be known and be available. So it's just interesting the way your business and your entertainment has spanned all those years and even decades. And it's just great to have that kind of diversity and experience here on the Leadership Lowdown. Thanks for tuning into the Michigan Business Network. This is Vic Versero. We'll be right back. For something to grow, it takes time. Like the equity in your home. That's why LaughQ offers a home equity line of credit. Because frequent watering of your houseplants may be recommended. Now can we get a new roof? Not so much the rest of the house. Want the best rates for a home equity line of credit? Ask for LaughQ. Stop in today or go to LaughQ.com slash home equity. LaughQ, your credit union for life. Welcome back to the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm so glad my old friend Dean Rush is with us today from Rush Entertainment. And Dean, you know, when we were talking about this, we got the early days when you're in as a band and all the bumps and bruises as you're learning your way there. But you know, the other thing that fascinates me is the collection of talent that Rush Entertainment has access to. And I like to hear more about when that started to make sense to you, because it's one thing to manage a band and be almost overwhelmed with as good as you guys are with all the schedules and everything there. But now you complicated your life a little bit and went into Rush Entertainment and got other talented people to come together. Tell me about where that idea first formulated. All right, that's a great question. In 71, I graduated, and I wanted to go to college, and I went to my orientation, and I was a good football player, an athlete, and the college just said, what do you like? And I said, I was a good football player. Well, when you're five foot three, you're not going to play football. So he said, well, she's like, well, I was a president of the band and student government president. All right, you're a music major. So I started as a music major, and then I realized I didn't want to be a band instructor after one year, so I switched over to business. Ah, so beautiful. all of a sudden, all that musical knowledge I got from that the college, as well as learning the business aspect of it, I took a class called Files and Records Management. I was the only guy in that class back in 72, <laughs> but I needed to keep track of my clients because those are people that hire me, so I used four by six cards. And 
So I would keep track of all the people that I worked for, the schools, and then we started getting into corporate things. Since then, we do things for GM, him like semiconductor, Blue Cross. I mean, every major corporation to the point now, just today, Macy's booked me for another event. We're doing Tommy Hilfiger's. We're doing stores, malls, as well as corporate Christmas parties from Traverse City and all these things. Oh, fun. I used to have to track everybody on these four by six cards. And then I went to the computer so I could go back and dig out information from 86 when I got my first computer. And that's when I started logging in the different comics and jugglers and other bands. And so these guys would say, hey, Dean, I'd like to tag along and work with you on these things. Yeah, so nowadays people will call me and they'll hire six different acts on one event and I've got them all for them. Yeah. Well, I think that's what's really amazing is that when you do that, there's not much you have to turn away from. You can bless other people that have come in contact and are part of your Rush Entertainment Empire, or you let them know about the diversity of your own talented band of musicians. You know, I have to tell you, one of my favorite acts that I've ever seen is uh, dueling pianos. They're so much fun, and they involve the crowd in such a great way. That's almost a no-miss whenever a good dueling piano team comes up. So the diversity of what you can offer is pretty amazing, and that's got to be one of your best attributes. Well, it is. And when I meet people and I'm out entertaining, a wedding I did in Mount Pleasant a couple weeks ago, the photographer grabbed my car and said, I'm getting married next year, I want you. What happens is when people see you out working and they see the quality you are, now they trust you because they know the caliber you are. So they'll trust me when they call, hey, I want a dueling piano. And my dueling piano guys, they've worked on cruise ships. They've done USO tours in Europe. They played the National Dueling Piano Convention in Louisiana. I ship them all over the country, South Carolina. We go all over. I've got four teams of dueling piano guys. They've got to be fun. They've got to be entertaining. They've got to be high energy. They've got to be intriguing and dazzle people. So that's the same for any of our entertainers, but having that variety. But once the client used to dueling pianos one year, they'll want to do something else a different year. So I've got to have something else to come back with. (laughs) Right, what's next? It's going to be just as much fun. And again, going back to a company that supersedes everybody's expectations and They trust what we do. I've got some firms. We just did a Christmas party a week ago. A client that has been hiring me for their entertainment for their Christmas party since the 70s. Again, I think we call it 38 years and we've been entertaining that. And they're like family. Oh, sure they are. You know, I didn't want to get too far past what you just said a minute ago, though. I want to take us back because I don't know if... if We get so many different requests for that. Many times, some of these things have become such annual events that the minute we get done with an event... In the middle of November, they'll turn around and reset it for 2023 or 2024. So we just keep rolling. Yeah. When you think about the dueling pianos, I know you brought the dueling piano aspect up. The dueling pianos is a show that's not just strictly dueling pianos. Most of the guys that do dueling pianos for me now, because dueling pianos has been big for the last 10, 15 years, especially in the land Pontiac area. The guys I've got working for me were actually lounge acts, entertainers. They were great piano players and they were making just tidbits of money. They were just booked once in a blue moon playing just side people. They were not big in demand. But once that dueling piano craze became prevalent, all of a sudden, if you could sing, ad lib, play a great variety and have some spunk and some humor to it, all of a sudden you're in tremendous demand. So we put teams together 
usually there's a straight guy and there's a guy that's kind of silly. And so we can go back and forth and we do a, what's called a shout outs. Guests can holler out their favorite song, Sweet Caroline or Don't Stop Believing or Piano Man. We'll bust right into these songs. There's about 25, 30 songs are must every night. So we play those. We do those at colleges as well as weddings. And then after we do the show, we just go into the DJ mode with the doing pianos into DJing for the dancing. Yeah. Well, and Dean, you know, I got to tell you that it's so much fun to think about all the diversity and the fun that you've had over the years. And I'm having fun today listening to all the stories of the building of Rush Entertainment. So glad you could join us today, Dean. So glad you tune in to the Michigan Business Network. This is Vic Vercherow. We'll be right back. Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. Welcome back to Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. We're with Dean Rush of Rush Entertainment, who's kind of given us a pretty good history of some of the ways that entertainment has changed along the way and how he kind of adapted to some of those challenges along the way. Dean, was there ever a time when things kind of were different or all of a sudden the world threw you a curveball and you had to make some changes, maybe more so than you really thought was necessary? Well, I think there was a time that you're going to get a kick out of this. As I talk to brides, and we have over 2,000 brides call us a year for their weddings, and I'll address this because earlier in the musical career for weddings, back in the 60s, everybody hired polka bands. The 70s, my band was kind of a leader with a variety band because we sang so wonderfully and we did everything. By the time we got to the end of the 70s, that recession hit where dads were losing their jobs. They couldn't afford the big weddings. Brides still wanted to get married. Plus, bands would only play 40 or 50 songs, and you need more variety. So some people started DJing, and I'll never forget that was such so taboo. Not many people would even consider 79 or 80 having a DJ for a wedding. It was disrespectful. Huh. But we took professionalism, emceeing, and classed it up, the DJ thing, that we were a pioneer with DJs in Michigan to becoming the most sought-after type of entertainment for wedding. Now, the wedding I just did in Pontiac a week ago on a Sunday, I had to do the ceremony music. I had to play the cocktail music. I had to do the emceeing. <laughs> I did the dinner music. I did the bride and the groom's dance, the father, daughter, mother, son. And then the secret is to be energetic, read the crowd, and get people dancing. We've got secrets at Rush Entertainment. How do you jumpstart that party, getting everybody involved? Yeah, right. So... That was the key. So we took something that was taboo to make it so desirable. That's what every bride wants, but they don't want just you plain old DJs that are pushing a button. They want somebody that's got the energy, the pizzazz, the personality, and the ability to read the room and create a vibe. So that's what we've done. That DJ mode was something that was the biggest change to the point now we've got over 30 DJs that you can go to the Rush. By the way, it's R-U-S-C-H Entertainment. Oh, very good, yep. Website. Yeah, we've got a little bio on all these guys, and so people get to meet their DJ and see what they're going to get. And we come to the point that it's listening to your customer. What do they want? There's no cookie-cutter situation here. Everyone's different. Somebody wants this. Somebody wants that. Case in point, one bride will say, I don't want anything by Bruno Mars. The other one says, I want 
first song by Bruno Mars. So we adapt to whatever they want, <laughs> right. customize it, and take requests and keep the party going. So that's our biggest. I think the route we've gone, we've become Michigan's premier wedding DJ. And twice now we've got runner-up in Vets Magazine as corporate DJ of the year. So I thought that we're proud of that oh, because we're, cool. again, from Little Hemlock yeah. becoming <laughs> right. servicing the whole state. Well, you know, one of the things, Dean, I think is kind of interesting in this whole thing is that, again, it's a personal preference. And I have to tell you, I love great DJs. And the reason why, and I have some very specific reasons for it, because when you're at a party and the band goes on break, I'm like, what? So you got everybody out there dancing. Everybody's going, having a great time. And all of a sudden, hey, we're going to take a break here. We'll be right back. And then 20, 30 minutes later, and if you watch a wedding or a party or a corporate event, that's when people leave. The band shuts down. They might be leaving for a cigarette or a potty break, but I'm telling you, I think a lot of people say, well, I'm going to stay for one more set or whatever it is. But when you have the DJ going and the party doesn't end, I think there's something to be said about that because you can bring great energy. And here's the other thing. The songs are always a can't miss. And I mean, it's not like that guy's vocals is great on two thirds of the song and he can't do those other ones. When you do DJ music, it's the original artist every time. And it's kind of like, oh, I love that song. And off you go. So I don't know what you think about all that, but that's kind of where I'm at with DJs. I've actually, for corporate events, have hired bands and then put DJs on the stage to keep things going during the break. <laughs> Just to keep things going. It's ironic that you say that, Vic, because the direction I've come with my band and the hottest thing going right now is my band-DJ combo. So not always do they want my band, so I've learned to go out and DJ. And I figured if I could sing, play drums, play keyboards, and entertain, I can certainly become a DJ. And I'm even better because I've got a quarter of a million songs at my fingertips <laughs> and playing the right song at the right time, at the right volume, saying the right thing, using the right lighting is the secret. So my band's a adapted to this point. By the way, the C-SPAN, this is funny, C-E-Y-X. One of the guys had a class in Greek mythology, so we took this goofy name, spelled it because Sticks and all these guys were spelling the name silly, so we put right. C-E-Y-X. We came up with that, but we'll play the band the first three, three and a half hours, and then I'll DJ the last three hours. So we accommodate that 40 and above crowd to oh. the T, the first half, and now that Wonderful. 25 to 35, you know, and just having the right song and the versatility and secret is now, we've had over 250 of the premier banquet halls in Michigan. They caught on to say, oh my gosh, Dean, we love having you here. We love having your sons here. We love having your band here. They've got 250 people that we partner with, and that's so important to have referrals from other people in your industry. Oh, that's so cool. Well, and isn't that fun to be able to have that? And Dean, again, it's the adaptability, which is part of the whole thing. I think the lessons we learned from you today is how adapting and changing things are going on all the time and the ability to say, hey, wait a minute, I've got another idea. And that creativity has made you such a force here in Michigan entertainment scene for all these years. So glad you're taking time out to share these secrets with us, Dean. So glad you tune in to the Leadership Lowdown right here on the Michigan Business Network. We'll be right back. DBI, we do office, furniture, and supplies. 
At DBI, we do office and have been exceeding our customers' expectations since 1984. DBI is celebrating its 30th anniversary as a premier office supply and furniture dealer in mid-Michigan. DBI offers more products and services than any other office supply and furniture dealer in mid-Michigan. Find out what DBI can do for your office at dbis.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown with Dean Rush right here from Rush Entertainment. I'm Vic Vershero, and we're so glad we're interrupting his day in beautiful downtown Hemlock to join us out here on the Business Network. Dean, when we talk about the changes and what we did in that last segment, we talked about some of the many changes you've seen in your career. Tell me about Rush Entertainment. It's grown over the years. What's the most exciting part about that growth? Well, I have to admit, having my family involved with it is thrilling because I get to work with my wife, my daughter, my two sons every day. So here's the funny part. My sons used to come along with me, help me set up. They learned how to put the speakers in the right spot. So when they were 15, 16, both Corey Rush, and then when Keisha was 15 or 16, the neighbor boy had a driver's license. I set them up with DJ Riggs, so they started doing school dances and (laughs) high dances, starting at a young age to the point now, they have become the most sought-after DJs in Michigan. Again, major banquet halls, major wedding planners from Chicago, from all over. My son, Casey, has had clients fly him to Florida and to the Caribbean to do weddings for people that are in the movie industry. My son, Corey, gets on a plane owned by a major corporation. They fly him to text the DJ. So they've taken what I've gone and expanded beyond the universe, Uh. knowing how to have the personality, the right song. And again, teaching me that I don't need yellow pages anymore. We go to social media. That was hard for me to give up some of the successful. (laughs) So I had to bite the bullet and trust them. And they're right. And then my daughter runs our photo booth department. So we get them all involved and that's the exciting part for me. Yeah, isn't that fun? You know, and of course, so there's a lot of people tuning in that are in family businesses as well. Tell me, are there some challenges that you run into working with the family? Because every once in a while, it's like, I just wonder how that would work. Because I've seen sometimes it be absolutely magical. And other times it's like, man, we got to draw some lines here. So everybody knows we're working today. And this isn't just family fun. Well, I think you're on a good point, and that's an ongoing, ever-changing endeavor. And certainly there are challenges, but I think the key component is love. When you love and respect each other, I think that's the most important thing. We just honor each other and are so glad to be working with each other. We let little things go. I think that's important. And everyone's got a position, and we're working our tail off. We're just so busy, we don't have a chance to usually get into any hassles. And I can't think of any, but just going with the flow... If one guy needs a couple weeks off, maybe new baby coming or situation, everybody just picks up the pieces and works with it. So having patience with each other, understanding, and again, I keep go back to that thing called love. You know, that's what we're doing when we're doing these weddings. You know, we're around joyous events. I think that's the key. And having the framework that I set up with the company, everybody knows how to do it. And so they follow my procedures, how we contract things, how we log things, how we double check them, every dot the T's, dot the I's, cross the T's, keep every, make sure we know what's going on. It's really perfection and it's like magic how we run the company. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. In all of this, have there been challenges that at the time, Dean, almost felt 
unsurmountable, that I don't know how we can overcome this. Anything like that that was a dark day that ended up in a triumph for you? Other than when the COVID thing hit, we had, during that year and a half, we made over 1,000 changes. Some people had to move their date four times. So to the point now, people call me with the one know what a COVID policy is. I said, well, we never had a COVID policy. <laughs> right. We're all in this together. If you have to change your date, we'll just assign that deposit and we'll reschedule it. And that's how we got through. Now, that was tough because I didn't have my kids come in. I just stayed in the office. I worked for a whole year by myself, just logging and making all those changes because we didn't want to have exposed to everybody. That was probably the toughest part. Other than that, everything's been real smooth, but now we're beyond that to the point now everyone is ready to have a great time yeah. <laughs> and everybody is feeling so blessed because we're back at having fun. So that's the key. Yeah. So wind up and here we go again. Well, sometimes when you get some of those things, it's when we lose talent in those scenarios. And what I mean by that is every once in a while, when something like that can come into an industry, maybe it's a recession, maybe it's COVID, which is once in a hundred years, hopefully. But the whole concept is sometimes people that washes people out. And so it's good that your family kind of stuck with it and said, no, we're going to stick with it, Dad. And now you've got to be really on the sunny side of the whole operation now with people going, I've had it with COVID. I'm ready to party. Well, it is. But something else just came into mind, too. Because that year and a half, two years, remember I mentioned before, I've got 20,000 corporate clients in our book. I've had to go back and reconnect with folks and sometimes reintroduce ourselves to people. I had a client down in the Detroit area that had never heard of me before. And so what I did with that person, I made copies of 12 contracts and just sent them examples. So yes, we've been there for you before to reintroduce ourselves to people. So <laughs> I had to go hard to go back because you want to get that continuity back with people that you've worked with. Before. Yeah, well, and to your That's point, interesting. And to your point, you've got some people that have treated you like family over the years, and that's kind of uh, something to be said. I think one of the most interesting things you said in an earlier uh, segment here was you had a wedding photographer that said, I want you to do my wedding. Are you kidding me? Think about all of the different acts that a wedding photographer sees, and they picked you. That says so much, Dean, and I think it says a lot about Rush Entertainment and all that's going on. And I'm just so glad we have a chance to share some ideas and information today. Thanks for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network and the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Virtual with Dean Rush. We'll be right back. Sanair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sanair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sanair.com. We're on our final segment right here with Dean Rush of Rush Entertainment, who does a fantastic job, not only here in Michigan, but all over the world. And we're so glad that he's joined us today to talk about some of the great successes he's had over the time. But Dean, it's been quite a journey, and it's been one that's been full of all kinds of great memories, lots of laughs, some very highly successful events and programs that you've been a part of. You know, as I think about that, and you've done this, you've kind of... I think reinvented yourself over the decades, whether it's getting rid of the yellow pages and going hard into digital promotion or whether it's equipment changes, song changes, DJs and bands. 
there's been a lot of changes going on. Tell me about some of the morphing you've done over the years and how you've created Rush Entertainment. Well, good point. So when I was at my junior year studying business at Saginaw Valley, I decided I am so busy entertaining all over the state, and I'm going to college to learn a career so I can get a job. Well, I've already got a job that's two jobs. I'm so busy. So when I decided to tell my professors I wasn't coming back my senior year, this was interesting. They had an intervention with me. Three of my professors <laughs> caught me in the hallway and said, Dean, get that degree. You can always go back and do whatever you want, but get the degree. I said, the world has a need for what I've got to offer. I've got entertainers. I've got this stuff. So that was an interesting point. And that's where I went full-time, and I just figured out the opposite way. I could always go back to school and get that fourth year. So my business exploded. I was working all the time. I was booking all sorts of entertainment. Everybody wanted to work for Rush Entertainment. And then it got to the point that when my kids started graduating from Northwood with their business degrees, I started one at a time bringing them in and giving them responsibilities in the office at Rush Entertainment to the point that they just take the flow and run with it. Corey takes care of everything. Corey Rush, then Casey Rush, then my daughter Carly Rush handles all the photo booths. My wife Jean takes care of all the paperwork. So that's how we've grown. So everybody divides up the task, but that decision when I saw the opportunity I said I can't wait another year I've got to go at this full strength and I've never looked back 100% well and that's really what I think is so important about not second guessing you've got to be adaptable but man some of the bold things you've done and the ways that you've crafted in a changing industry and look at you don't survive for a day if you're a restaurant with lousy food or your entertainer that can't entertain. And so it's just interesting for me to see and marvel at the decades of history and success that Rush Entertainment has had and you and Cease and the band and now the second generation all coming into the family operation. I just absolutely love that. So Dean, before we run out of time, I want to make sure I take a moment to have people understand how do they get a hold of Rush Entertainment and you and where do they go and how do they find you? Well, Rush Entertainment spelled R-U-S-C-H entertainment.com numbers 989-781-1553 we traveled the entire state we were on Mackle Island we were on Drummond Island we were in the UP this year we work at all the casinos work every state we go to Cincinnati we go to Chicago so we're all over the place and it's R-U-S-C-H entertainment.com and that's how you contact us and once again to just address it's giving the client what they need what they're looking for is one-stop shopping. If you want entertainment, and when people go to look for an entertainer and they see that we've got more five-star reviews than anybody else in Michigan, and we're just the little guys here in mid-Michigan, we're just so honored, so pleased. We've learned how to make events fun and take the stress and the drama off these people planning these events because we bring in perfection. You bet. Well, Dean, I don't want to understate what you can do for people either. If I'm a corporate entity and I want to have an MC for my event, is that something you can help with? We do everything. We bring the speakers, the sound system, we MC. We do things that the governor's at every year. We've worked for presidents and vice presidents. We handle every aspect to the minimal amount to maximum amount. We've been at Cobo Hall. We've done the big the car show with our band. So the biggest to the smallest events, we give them each 
professional entertainment. Even if you have a small event with 35 people, you still want it to be memorable. And I'm going to address one more thing, maybe probably in closing. I've done so many events, over 1,500 weddings, over 1,000. These are personal events that I've entertained at over 1,000 corporate things at 250, 300 festivals. To the point now that I've done weddings for now, 150, 200 brides in which whose parents have used me for their weddings. And that is something that I really get a big kick out of. We keep going back. And I mentioned to you the other day, my first dance was at my eighth grade junior high. The wedding I did last, my last wedding in Pontiac last week, my junior high principal's nephew got married and used me at his wedding in Pontiac. And that junior high principal, Mr. Reggie Rye, from Hemlock was the guy that was at that eighth grade dance in the sixties. <laughs> oh and he was at his nephew's no, his grandson's wedding last Sunday. So he seen me go from A oh, to Z. What a thrill. Every, what a thrill. That's great. <laughs> you know, I have to tell you one of my favorite entertainers of all time is Harry Chapin and he's got a song out called W O L D. Have you ever heard it? Well, so you know W-O-L-D, talking about being a DJ at his high school prom or whatever, but I think it's fun. Dean, you've taken us down memory lane, and you've showed us what it looks like to build an empire, basically, by doing the right thing, by bringing smiles to people's faces, doing it professionally and in a fun way. And I don't know what fountain of youth you're tapping into, but I want some of it. You've got great energy and great success. Dean, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate you. I got to work with you back in the 70s with the Farm Bureau when you were there, when I did those conventions, and I'm going to be doing something with you in a couple weeks, so I can't wait. That's right. All coming around full circle. Thanks so much, Dean. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. Can't wait to talk to you next time. Michigan.